We're joined now by Ryan Black from the Manhattan Mercury. What's up, Ryan? Hey, how are you guys doing this afternoon? Good, man. So, as far as this game goes tonight, I was looking at it, and Kansas State has you know, struggled with ranked opponents. What must they do in order to avoid dropping this 10th straight game against a ranked opponent? Well, I mean, geez, I don't really know even where you begin. There are just so many things that, that you could list. I mean, it, it, I'm sure you guys have read and seen that, that Nigel Pack's going to be coming back to tonight's game. He's a true freshman guard who really has been the guy who's the, like even though he's in year one with the program, he's the guy who they kind of look to to get them into the offense and help them take smart shots. And he's been in coronavirus protocol for more than two weeks. And so he's missed the last four games. K-State obviously has struggled offensively in quite a few of those. And so, I mean, they're, they're happy that he's going to be back. But the flip side of it is he's going to be on a minutes limit tonight. And, and it just, you know, the one thing that, that would really help K-State, and, and it kind of just comes and goes game to game, to even give themselves some sort of shot tonight, would, would be if they could more consistently hit threes. And, again, they've had some games they've been white hot. But, like, for the most part this year, they've just really, really, really struggled to, to score the ball, but specifically from behind three-point line. Yeah, Ryan, we, we were looking at it. They're averaging just uh, just a little bit over 63 points, so producing points has, has certainly been a, a tough thing for, for this basketball team. And, and everybody's had their issues, but talk a little bit about what, what the virus and, and the pandemic has done as far as starting and stopping for K-State is concerned. Well, I think, again, not, not to say that every program has not been affected to some extent by the pandemic, because that's definitely true. The problem for K-State guys is, you know, they have eight players in, in this rotation uh, who who were not even on the floor at all last year. They were not at K-State. Uh, one of them being Casey Iziagu, uh, who's a starting forward. He, he did transfer into the program from UTEP, but he had to sit out last year to satisfy the NCAA transfer rules. So then you're talking about if you put him aside, that's still seven junior college transfers or true freshmen who are on the squad who were not here last year. And so – I mean, talk about I mean a, a tough deal where, where the one thing you want to try to get for a season is some kind of continuity chemistry. Well, I mean, they, they just they weren't able to do that. And then you add on top of the fact that, that, again, all of these guys have never played together before. It's just a really a recipe for disaster, especially considering they only have one senior, and that's Mike McGurl. So it's just, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong kind of thing <laughs> for K-State really ever since. You know, you'd say the middle of last season because I'm sure you guys recall that they, I mean, they finished last in the Big 12 last year in the mm-hmm. regular season, and so it's just been a really rough, uh, you know, almost you know year, a season and a half ever since they, you know, 2018-19 season when they tied for first in the regular season with Texas Tech. When you take all that in consideration, and how many guys have had to miss games this year, um, mm-hmm. how difficult is it to grasp the full potential of this team? Oh, I mean, there's, there's no – I mean, that's the thing, you know, as I understand, guys, it's, it's easy to look at, at, you know, where they are right now with their record and things like that. But, I mean, I do think – I mean, there's talent here. You know, it's not as if this team is completely devoid of talent. But, like I said, it's just the fact that so many guys between either the COVID, them having it, having to be uh, isolated because of, of maybe a, a contact tracing or just straight-up injuries. I mean, it just seems like kind of once one guy comes back, they have two or three who leave uh, because, again, of one of those three issues I just mentioned. And, like, man, it just—it basically just makes it impossible to get any kind of cohesiveness as an offense. And then, like I said, you know, every game, because uh, we end up talking to Mike McGurl a lot because he's a senior leader and feels like he needs to answer for a lot of things. It, it doesn't help either that they haven't really been able to really drill down into the defensive concepts that this staff has usually been so good about. You know, I think people would make the argument that really outside of 
Texas Tech in, in the Big 12, K-State usually year to year is the best defensive team in the conference. And they they have not been able to get in some of the concepts they normally would because of all these things that we've already brought up. Talking with Ryan Black of the Manhattan Mercury, and I, I know we're kind of hammering on this, but uh, they're 1-7 in, in, in the league. But, my mm-hmm. goodness, in, in half of their games, in conference games, they're starting three freshmen. And a youth movement is not exactly what a formula for success, Ryan, when you're playing in this, this league. This league's just too good. No, I mean, you guys, again, hit nail on the head there. But there, I mean, there might be certain leagues that you potentially could – to get away with kind of the lack of experience that this team has right now. But, I mean, the Big 12 and the Big 10 right now, it seems like the two conferences, you'd say, hey, if you're going into a, to the, even, again, even in these arenas, they're not anywhere close to what they normally are with the crowd because of, because of just the restrictions. I mean, it's still really tough to expect a team like K-State to, to go in tonight and, and try to upset Baylor. I mean, there's a reason that, the Bears are such a heavy, 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 heavy favorite uh, on top of the fast course that they came to Manhattan last month and won by 31. <laughs> but you've got to, I mean, with this youth youth movement, obviously having a veteran coach, Coach Weber, in his ninth season, that, that's got to be that that's got to be a positive for for this program as they try to transition with these younger players. And, and yes, you know, the other thing on top of that too is the fact that even as frustrated as maybe some of the fan base is right now because of, of again how they're playing right now and how last season went, finishing last in the regular season, uh, it helps that Bruce Weber has the 100% like backing of the athletics director. There's not like there's any kind of talk that that he's on the hot seat. And so I think again, I think that helps at least the players. Like you said, they kind of know that hey, we're not playing. Uh, to save our coach's job because, I mean, he has the backing of the, the people in power who would be the ones who would ultimately make that call. So I think, again, I, I think, you know, this time next year, I think this could be a pretty a pretty good team. I mean, I'm not saying like a conference championship kind of team, but I think if, the, if they stay together and they get, by the end of the season, they get everybody back and not ha- don't have any more problems with, with corona or, or injuries, I think this could be a team at least fighting for the top half of the Big 12 next season. Hey, Ryan, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and uh, we, uh, we'll visit with you soon. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Have a great day. That's Ryan Black from the Manhattan Mercury.